Namaste, and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast, where we are exploring the mystical in the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic, and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. Even for me, life had its gleams of sunshine, says the writer Charlotte Bronte, who wrote Jane Eyre. And where I live in the United States, in the Northern Hemisphere, in the Western world, the sun is seemingly growing and the light is increasing every day. So sweet. And most of us have been asked whether on a date or online so popular right now what's your sign and that refers to what is the western astrological sign that the sun was in at the moment of your birth so i wanted to unpack this and i've had so many emails and DMs and communications that have asked me to make more episodes. And with the sun's waxing, I'm going to try. I'm going to start releasing episodes on Wednesdays, not Saturdays as well. So just a heads up for you listeners that that is the rhythm I'm going to try to meet starting with every other Wednesday, hopefully waxing until each Wednesday I can get one out. So your sun sign is your soul signature of how you came to shine in this lifetime from a Western astrological standpoint. It's how you came into this world to use the technology of your ego. For your sun sign, in a sense, literally is synonymous with your ego and the lens, if you will, through which your ego functions best. For example, my sun sign is in Libra, so my ego shines and learns lessons through all types of partnerships and relationships, particularly one-on-one relationships is equated with Libra. And so knowing this throughout my life is exceedingly helpful. Now, you could say, well, everyone on this earth is in relationships, so really that could apply to anyone. But if you saw my day-to-day life and my unique karma, which we all have, you would say, no, she is dripping with people and relationships and in a constant ping pong back and forth with all these various characters and personalities and people in her life. And then ultimately, the relationship with the divine and that back and forth between the divine and then all the people and then me and all the people and then me and the divine like that that's the libra flow so knowing this about oneself knowing what your sun sign is can really be affirming and helpful in the way of how you are here to share your gifts through which lens you're here to serve and let your ego be developed and expressed Now, you might be a person 
who says, well, I don't really identify very much with my sun signs. I read astrological charts for people one-on-one. And it's more rare, but I do have people who come to me and they know their sun sign and they say this to me. And if this is the case for you, you probably have some very major other significant aspects going on with your astrological chart that impacts it. For example, you could have an air sign as your sun sign, like Libra, like me, or in Gemini, which are both associated with the element of air. So there's a quality of lightness, levity, etc. But if you happen to have, in the rare case, Pluto sitting right next to your sun, that means on your birth chart, which is really a picture of the sky the moment you were born, Pluto happened to be right next to your sun, that planet, it would cause you to be much more intense and broody and powerful in an energetic way than a quote-unquote regular Libra or a regular Gemini. So think about it. The sun is always shining, even on a cloudy day. And every day, many of us, most of us, check the weather and dress accordingly to the sun. So when you learn about your sun sign, you learn about how you are here to serve and with what energy. You learn about the flavor of your ego and how to both nurture it And we don't want the ego taking over and hijacking the show in our life either. That energy that we have great access to for many of us, make sure that energy is in check and in balance. So today I thought I'd run through the 12 astrological signs and some energies associated with them as a sun sign. So if you don't know your sun sign, you can learn it by listening to what I'm going to share, and it will be revealed by your birthday. So I'll start with Aries. Aries is the energy of fire. Every sign is associated with an element, earth, water, fire, or air. And it's associated with the body part of the head. The mode it's called, which is a quality of the sign, is cardinal. So cardinal energy means that it has an initiatory kind of energy to start things, to spark interests, projects, creative energies of life. And it's ruled by the planet Mars, fiery Mars. So you can get a flavor of the sun sign and the energy of Aries by knowing the aspects associated with it, particularly by the planet that rolls it, so to speak. The mantra or mind tool you can think about or really short phrase that encapsulate Aries energy is I am. It's a great Indian mantra that is called Soham. And you literally repeat this word Soham. So on the inhale hum on the exhale and it's the presence of arriving and being present in the present moment and it's the first sign in the astrological zodiac and it is in the spring so it's associated with spring when the little sprouts shoot up right that creative force that creative energy
It has the quality of the warrior, of the warrioress, the pioneer, and someone who again starts and initiates things, or the trailblazer. It can also have like a daredevil um, penchant for doing exciting and sometimes perceived dangerous things on the edge things. And Aries energy can be really direct. They're leaders, super enthusiastic. They're Enthusiasm is contagious, and often that energy attracts a lot of people being excited and wanting to be around them due to that excitement. The low road of Aries can be a little pushy, bossy, domineering, and even insensitive. Fire, burning, so to speak. High road can be really straightforward. They can be blunt and really good leaders because they can cut through thick of bullshit and have a quality of ambition and drive that can really be inspiring and also, um, again, collecting people around them to follow them. At times when they are bossy, people sometimes get surprised. They get excited and attracted to their charisma. And then when they become bossy, people can get annoyed at Aries, like, they were so exciting and, and passionate. And now look at them. They're being bossy. What's up with that? And that can be like the flip side. So when we have Aries energy in the people we love in our life, we can realize that the energy is the two sides of the same coin. And coming with the passion and the charisma, we have to accept also that sometimes there can be a little fiery bossy energy there or a lot. One of the main life lessons with Aries is to really learn how to coordinate with the other, to be okay with one's independence and to love that. And Aries usually quickly feel that, but also at times checking in with the other, paying attention to how other people are feeling and really learning to open one's heart and forgive because Aries can hold grudges. Also Aries in addition to their bluntness, can learn um, how to stop. Sometimes they just push, 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 and they need to learn how to stop. But often the Aries energy stands up against all odds, like the brave warrior or warrioress, and is determined to go beyond the limits to new territory, which is beneficial for all those around them. There is a passionate lover energy associated with the Aries energy and the true wish to fight for love and justice. So that's the download on Aries. It's also parenthetically associated with the Emperor card in the tarot deck. So those who are interested in tarot, the Emperor is the representative of Aries energy in that deck. The next energy after you have Aries, which by the way is March 21st, through April 19th is Taurus. Taurus is April 20th through May 20th. And Taurus is really a beautiful energy. It's associated with the earth. So we have the quickening hot Aries energy, and then we bring it down to the earth energy, the cool earth associated with the neck and the throat in the body Taurus is considered the mode of fixed, which means there's a quality of steadiness, consistency, 
that's really sweet about Teresia energy. It's ruled by the planet Venus. So there's a quality of, of really love and valuing beauty. And the mantra or mind tool you can think of when you think of Taurus is I have or I possess. Taurus has to do with earth spirits. You know, in the Irish tradition, there's the fae, the invisible beings who live in the earth, or just Mother Earth, Pancha Mama. It's also often associated with the musician. And Buddha is said to have been a Taurus. So it's the quality of remembering to be silent, and that silence is golden, and that sitting down under a tree and releasing the thoughts right, is a path to enlightenment, to self-actualization, and the value of that. Teresia energy is very practical. There's a practicality about a Taurus. They might, like, hide money under their bed in a shoebox or something because they just want to have resources available to them and maybe not trusting the banks and the bigger system when it comes to that, trust themselves more. They care about money because they care about security and uh, things of this world in the way that bring their senses security because they are about the senses. They mentioned Venus and really exploring and enjoying life through the senses. So the high road of Taurus is enjoying the senses and aligning with the senses to experience the divine. Low road would be an overindulgence in the senses and being stubborn. You know, Taurus energy is the bull, so they can get stubborn and, and even sometimes run towards you, like Pamplona. There's a slowness to Taurus, too. They're considered to be the steady energy, and it can sometimes result in a slowness, like a turtle. So one of the main life lessons with Taurus is to slow down and to really accept and enjoy the gift of embodiment, the gift of sensuality and alignment, and use the senses to bring themselves back to their divine nature and back to themselves, whether it's essential oils or whether it's a bath or whether it's classical music. Teresian energy really values simplicity and can be incredibly loyal, this Teresian energy, really valuing and holding steady to their loved ones. Non-attachment is another practice of Buddha, so like not holding on too tight to things and connecting to nature and Mother Earth. The Taurus energy is associated in the tarot deck with the Hierophant, so there is a, an energy of tradition, lineages, and systems with that card, the Pope card, so to speak. After Taurus comes Gemini, which is May 21st through June 20th. And Gemini is associated with the element air. The body part it's associated with are the lungs, the arms, and the fingers. And it's a mutable mode. 
The mode is mutable, which means it's changeable. It's versatile. It's like a chameleon. So it can be with many people and many energies, so to speak. It's ruled by Mercury. You know, Mercury associated with the mind and our mental faculties. And so the mantra associated with Gemini or like the main thought, so to speak, speaking of the mind, is I think, I contemplate. So it's about communication and curiosity. Gemini energy is often, and people with it, um, really compatible with intellectual dexterity and communication. So they're great like journalists, great thinkers. They can be good scientists. They're speedy. It's a quick energy, air, efficient. And breath work is so good for them, being associated with the the chest and the lungs, and like I said, fingers and arms. So they could be even like, you know, really great weavers as a hobby or something with their fingers, piano players, just as a hobby. They're often really observant and they're the great students. It can be a scattered energy, wanting to learn so many different things and maybe starting to read 10 books and never finishing them. That would be like the low road. But the high road would be learning and then teaching through their keen observation, through their words. They're often amazing poets. Or with Geminis, sometimes you can't, like I've met Geminis that like I have no idea what they're saying. And it's so riveting. It's like poetry flowing off them that I don't even care. Like you just want to listen to them. Low road of Gemini could be like you're having a conversation for 10 minutes with someone and then you leave and you think, what did she even just say? And like, they're just words and they didn't really mean anything. So really a life lesson of Gemini is to learn to still the mind and know when to talk, know when not to talk so that when you talk, your words are really valuable and make sure your words are connected to your heart or connected to real ideas and to humanity. I mentioned how Gemini is associated with Mercury, who is the messenger to the gods and goddesses. And so there's a quality of Gemini that really connects and networks with other people and even people to one another, like a tribe feeling and a a community feeling about Gemini. In the tarot deck, Gemini is associated with the lovers. The, the symbol for Gemini or the glyph it's called, you know, is like, looks like the Roman numeral two. The next energy after Gemini is Cancer, which if you're born between June 21st and July 22nd, you are a Cancer. And Cancer is associated with the water element. So we went from fire to earth to air and now we're at water the last element and it's associated with the stomach the chest and the breast specifically often associated with the mother maternal energy it's a cardinal sign so we're back to the mode of cardinal there are three modes every sign can be one of three modes cardinal fixed or mutable so before aries was cardinal and initiated and was passionate and started things in the way of a fiery spark energy. Cancer is cardinal because it initiates home. 
And it's about our home life and initiating our, whether it's life with a partner or life having kids or life, the ways that we start to nest and do nest. It's ruled by the moon. That's also associated with the, the maternal lineage and the feminine in astrology. And the Kansar Mantra, or mindful and words of repetition to invoke and enhance this energy, are I feel. Kansar is all about our emotions. It's often, too, associated in addition to the mother and the mama, the healer. And a lot about group collective consciousness. It has to do with being in touch with our feelings and also really being in touch with our past. So if we have cancer energy as our sun sign or in different places in our charts, it often has to do with reviewing the past, reflecting on the past, our upbringing, our inner child work. It can be a sensitive energy. It can be a moody energy too. And despite the watery kind of fluid energy and sensitivity, there is that like fierce mama bear commitment and tenacity to our connection with family if we have this cancer energy. It's nurturing. They're caretakers, like I said. They can be psychic. Um, and have those abilities due to that sensitivity. If you're a highly sensitive person, you could have that energy somewhere for sure in your chart. And ironically, they can also be like really big bodybuilders because they're like so sensitive to all their muscles and their physicality. You know, they have this like way of wanting to shape their body and are sensitive to all the muscles in their body. I always thought that was pretty interesting. So one of the main life lessons of cancer is to really be present with your emotions. Get to know your emotional body, not to be afraid of it, but embrace your tears, embrace your feeling, and really understand that to be emotional and connected to your psyche and your inner psychology is what it means to be human. So it's about marrying the, the humanity to the divine through being human and how our traumas are part of what really markates our humanness and to move towards those and heal those inside and then we can help people and our people on the outside do so as well. There is a sense of really accepting one's raw vulnerability as something gorgeous and something to be celebrated in safe spaces of course. So it's a lovely energy, cancer energy. They love to be in their houses, in their nests. And sometimes they can be a little bit reclusive and um, they like to stay home a lot. So that's the cancer energy associated in the tarot deck with the chariot card. The chariot is um, that card where one propels themselves forward. They're like two horses. And then there's a carriage rider so the idea is that like you propel yourself forward and you create your own home and you put the effort forth with being present to the feelings and are brave in that way and that's what moves you forward in life. The next sign 
After Cancer is Leo, which is from July 23rd until August 22nd. And Leo is associated with the sun and that life force energy. So Leo is associated pretty obviously then with fire and has to do with one's heart and one's spine, right? That presence like the sun and upright energy like our spine. The mode of it is fixed, which means there's like a steadiness, fixed energy, like I had mentioned Taurus has, that they can have a quality of stubbornness, and commitment. I mentioned the planet, the sun, is its dominating ruler, and the mantra of it is, I will it, I will, I will. So it's about one's own inner strength and inner conviction and inner power, right? The sun is powerful. The sun, you know, can live unto itself. It doesn't need other planets around it. And so there's a sense of the Leo energy of being the center of the universe and the center of attention, which is important and has its role. It's also associated Similarly, in the way of that energy, as an actor, where like everyone stares at the sun, everyone stares at the actors. And then the actor's function is to bring humanity and our feelings and our dramatic stories to the stage. And then we all identify through the actor and we benefit from the actor playing its role. We learn about ourselves and we have revelations through that. So that's very much the function of Leo energy. They can be dramatic like an actor. They can be very cheerful. And with that fire element associated with it, charismatic. The Leo as a self-expression entity really is about self-recognition. And then also, conversely, it's about learning to share the power. Leos have a lot of power often. And though they need to shine like the sun, they need to share their light and power with other people. Sometimes Leos can seem so secure because they can step into the spotlight, often with ease. And then underneath it, they can actually feel insecure and need and want a lot of validation. So part of that Leo journey is really being vulnerable and knowing vulnerability is a strength. To be on stage is to be vulnerable, and it gives us power when we're able to do that. The healthy Leo ego is comfortable with their own ego and being seen yet without aggrandizement. So they understand that their sun and their light is really sourced from something beneath their ego as known as the divine or or life force or void or god or her goddess or however you want to think about that so leo is associated with the tarot card strength and i love the little glyph that comes of leo because it looks like a mane so if you look that up it's cute that lion lioness energy the next sign of the zodiac is Virgo, which is August 23rd through September 22nd. Associated again, like Gemini, this time Mercury, but the quality very much of analyzing 
So Mercury has to do with the mind, and I talked about that with Gemini and the way that manifests in words and communication and expression. And when it comes to Virgo, it's a lot about analyzing. So the mantra is, I analyze, or I really critique. Virgo energy is associated with the earth, and in the body, it's the intestines, where that earth, right, that food flows through, those tunnels within our being. It's immutable energy, so there's a quality of adaptability, which I think is really interesting, even though it's an earth sign, more than other earth signs, there's a, a way that Virgo energy, they can be around different people and be a little more flexible than the typical earth energy because of its mutability. Virgos are often perfectionists. And one of the pitfalls of Virgo is they can be such perfectionists that they're really, really hard on themselves because ultimately when you're a perfectionist, right, with everyone else, you're actually the hardest on yourself. And so Virgo energy is about coming into a situation and noticing what can be improved. And that's the gift of Virgo. They come in and they say, oh, you could do this this way or you could clean this way or you could improve this system in this way and flow would happen and so being an analyzer using the critical mind again mercury the mind the intellect to improve the world around them is their great boon in doing so they become servants they become great great high servants like mother Teresa was a virgo they're often healers, doctors, and people who really can help heal through, in a sense, looking at what's wrong, so to speak, or broken, and help create and facilitate healing. Virgos are incredibly organized. They, as I mentioned, you know, can be critical and get into the should be doing this, and that would be the low road of Virgo. But the high road of Virgo is having clarity and precision and they're very function oriented and having the vision okay i'm gonna help make something function better in the way of service not to be a martyr when they serve people but to be again the fixer the healer to uplift humanity so part of that life lesson is really distinguishing the difference between you know judging and the perception of just helping to elevate and keeping their heart open. Notice when they cross the line of becoming super hypercritical. Really a sense of purity of thought because Virgo suffers when they're critical and perfectionist. And that comes from the mind. Again, back to Mercury. So you've got a lot of Virgo energy. It's knowing that you're enough knowing that you try hard, the world tries hard, you try to fix things, and then at some point it's enough and you can let go and let God, so to speak, let God us. So that's Virgo energy. In the tarot deck, it's associated with the hermit, the hermit card. It's also associated, you know, with the, the priestess energy, the energy of 
one being autonomous to one self, that virgin energy, that really when you're serving and your intention comes from the highest place of serving the divine and the universal and each person, right, then that is like such a high calling. That's the ultimate relationship. So it's that quality of, of knowledge of that and embodying that. After Virgo, we go into Libra. Libra is September 23rd through October 22nd. And I mentioned because I have a Libra sun, it's all about the I and the we. And a lot about we in partnership and then the I. The small I, the me, individual, and then the big I, the divine I. It's associated with the element air. And the area of the body, that's the bladder. It's a cardinal sign, so it is that initiatory energy, just like Aries, just like Cancer, except Libra initiates partnerships, relationships of all kinds. So this could be romantic, this can be friendship, this can be business partners, this could be financial partners, any kind of relationship you can think of, so often mostly primarily one-on-one. And then one's relationship, of course, with oneself. It's ruled, because of all that, by the planet Venus. So the planet of love. And like Taurus, due to that, there's a emphasis on beauty and Venetian qualities. Libra, particularly with its air element and spaciousness, loves art and harmony and a visual aesthetic. Is very healing to them. It's often represented by the scales, and so it's a lot about justice and fairness between who? You and me, and then you and me, and then you and me, and then you and me, right? The other and myself. And they often are great fighters for injustice and really looking and able to see everybody's viewpoint, put themselves in everybody's shoes, and then understanding comes from that and healing comes from that so they're great peacemakers great artists often libra energy and and like i mentioned this lover energy there's a lover energy um, associated with the heart they can be great lawyers or judges the one low road of libra that is often emphasized is their indecisiveness and it's like because they can see themselves from every vantage point and every viewpoint and every situation from every vantage point and every viewpoint and put themselves in everybody's shoes it can make them incredibly indecisive they can also be like struggling for peace and harmony at all costs and not able to withstand disharmony and so that can be a low road so they need to just not be people pleasers all the time and need to stretch themselves to hold space for conflict, for disgruntled feelings. They also can need to refocus their attention on themselves because they can get so lost in the other and partnerships that they can drown in that and forget to recalibrate their relationship on themselves. Um, you know, but the friendship relationships and the, and the other kind of relationships are as important to them as the romance. And it's a lot about balancing one's personality with one's soul. 
and just this this quality of balancing one's mind, body, heart, and this theme of balance. Libra in the tarot deck is associated with justice because of that propensity towards making sure things are fair, equal, and balanced. The next sign is Scorpio. That's from October 23rd through November 21st. And Scorpio is associated with water. It's like the deepest, darkest waters, the bottom of the ocean, Scorpio. A lot of times it's called the most intense quote-unquote sign because of that. It's associated with the genitals. And the mode is that steady, fixed energy. The, it's like the middle act. Like You've got the first act and then the third act. First act cardinal starts things in a play. Third act is like the closing, the finale, and the center where the drama happens. It's associated with the very intense planet Pluto that's considered the furthest planet away from the sun and yet holds this like incredible atomic energy and is considered actually the most powerful planet despite being small. So the mantra of Scorpio is desire. I desire. There's an intensity to the Scorpio energy. It's associated with like investigator energy, detective energy. They like to be solving the puzzles to the darkest mysteries. You know, it could be like horror films or really, really intense stories. They're often great psychologists because they're not afraid to go to the depths of our psyches and for the darkness and the stories. They can make great surgeons because they're not afraid of cutting human bodies and like cutting to the deep layers beneath the blood. There's an energy of the phoenix in Scorpio, the sense that transformation, though it be painful, is necessary. And there's a sense of deep commitment to the transformation of one's soul. The lower load of Scorpio is they can get so caught in the darkness that they forget that their function is to be willing to go to the darkness and they're able to withstand the darkness. And then their job is to bring the light to the darkness and come back and turn towards the light, not stay in only the darkness. So they can ultimately end up being like sorcerer energy, right? They like alchemize things or great, great, powerful shamans and, and healers, so to speak, at like that very deep level because of their capacities, but to work with energy, to work with subterranean energy. So Scorpios, you know, again, can be healers, often associated with the occult, they're associated with death and sex and transformation and taxes. People like will say when I do their charts, why taxes? Like that's so weird. And I always say, well, like when you go to a party, like you don't like meet someone. And really many people in your life, you're not talking about which topics. Well, you're not like talking about sex. You're not talking about death. Hey, what about this death? What about your death that's imminent? 
what about your taxes, right? You keep those things for more intimate conversations. So that's Scorpio energy. And part of their lesson is to, to not have secrets. Scorpios can, you know, have and keep secrets. So part of their lessons is to, to know when to share and really be emotionally honest and upfront and really understand that tenderness is okay. It's good to be intense. It's important to be intense but also be tender and, and loving. And Scorpio is like one of the signs, really the only sign that like a phoenix is so willing to destruct itself, like to, to light itself on fire because they're that committed to their soul's evolution and transformation. So it's a really, really beautiful sign in that way. And due to that, they're uh, associated with the death card in tarot. And people will freak out like often because I do tarot readings too. And, work with tarot deck and people get the death card and they get upset and it's like no like the death symbolizes the the end of one cycle and then the possibility because of that letting go of a whole incredible new cycle a new version of yourself and release of the past and scorpio energy can hold space for all of that and more the next sign is sagittarius sagittarius is from november 22nd through december 21st and Sagittarian energy is associated with fire. So it's another fire sign. It's the last fire sign I'll speak of. And it is inspiring. You know, all the fire signs have an inspiring quality because they're illuminative and there's a spark to them. Now, Sag is said of the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and then Sag, to be more like a flame. So it's associated often with teachers, right, who light the flame. And then you share that candle, right? You can light one candle like on the birthday cake with other candles because they share the light. They share the flame of wisdom. They're fabulous teachers and philosophers and like of the deepest level the most profound level and they're endless learners and they love to travel and go to other places and learn things and then bring those things back to their communities it's associated with the body part of the thighs like you think of a the the archetype of sagittarius is the centaur who's you know, part man on the upper body and then part horse, like the horse that's adventuresome and wants to travel. So you use the thighs to ride the horse and it's immutable energy. So there's an energy of being able to be with many thoughts and many systems. So it's like associated with higher learning, higher education, different philosophical systems, anything from, you know, astrology to Ayurveda to acupuncture to, you know, think of any really more exotic quote-unquote system than you're used to it's associated with the planet jupiter my favorite planet right because jupiter can hold and fit all the other planets in it so there's a sense of space and a sense of wisdom jupiter is known as the guru planet the the planet of realization and the remover of darkness guru into the light and wisdom Sagittarius, like the mantra, the, the word would be, I seek, right? I seek the knowledge. I seek the wisdom. And due to that seeking and that travel, 
can be equated with a gypsy or the endless philosopher and really there's a spirituality that's associated with Sagittarius and an endless optimism a real ability to like see the big picture of things and that global view in Buddhism it's called the the upeksha the global like the eagle view when you pull back and you can really get perspective on things Sagittarius energy has great perspective and able to see the big picture for the 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 forest for the trees so to speak so with that expansive Jupiterian energy Sagittarius is associated with the the temperance card the glyph is a an arrow you know with the arrow like the centaur the travel and that temperance card, you know, has a lot to do with philosophy and wisdom and that wise teacher. So that's Sagittarius. The next sign is Capricorn. Your Capricorn sun sign, it's December 22nd through January 19th. And Capricorn is another earth sign. It's associated with the knees, you know, and the knee joints have to do with stability in the legs and being able to take a lot of weight and Capricorns can. They can hold an incredible amount of work, an incredible amount of stress. Their cardinal signs, cardinal that initiative energy, which has to do with starting, and this sign has to do with starting work, working, starting jobs, projects. It's associated with the planet Saturn, which has a ring around it. So there's a structure and the rules and there's solidity to it. So Saturn also has to do with our Dharma and our soul's work in this world and what really we're meant to do on this physical earth plane as physical humans and how we serve. So the mantra is I use or I work, meaning use my work <laughs> to serve the world so often saturn and capricorn both really are associated with the father the paternal energy and lineage and they really have to do with work and being leaders the highest road of capricorn is someone who works someone who leads you know maybe a more classic corporate type of job doesn't have to be but it can be right with the intention of serving the whole, with the intention of providing many jobs for many families because of their corporation or helping the environment with their corporation or fill in the blank. There's some like greater understanding of purpose with their work. And so they use their work to serve the collective and impact many lives in a positive way. So there's a wisdom, there's a maturity if you will. There is a conservative energy about Capricorn and like I said, ambition. So a lot of times like you'll see political figures and often there are Capricorns, you'll find out. Like Nixon was a Capricorn. He's actually a perfect example because there can be on the low road a tendency to like lie because you think you're so right and it doesn't even matter if you have to lie to get the result you want. So that would be like a shadow of Capricorn. But one of the big lessons in Capricorn is to be humble, even with all the success. 
Capricorns love fine things. They love fine cars. They love fine jewelry, clothes, and anything that really stands the test of time. So like, you know, antiques, they love. Things that persevere, and they are persevering. The, the symbol for them, or the glyph, is the goat who climbs up the mountain. And they can't even see the view of that goat. But it trusts, and it just takes one foot in front of the other, step by step. So if you have Capricorn energy in your chart, there's something called your progress moon. When I read charts, I tell people, right now my, my moon is in a Capricorn progressed phase. And so it's been fabulously helpful for me in my life to know the different phases my moon goes through because I know, like with this podcast, it's step by step, interview by interview, episode by episode, things are built that way. And that understanding allows one to really slowly but steadily that earth energy bring their gifts to the world. And so there's a patience about Capricorn, a humility and acceptance and great 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 um, service when in alignment capricorn is associated in the tarot deck with the devil card it's another card people like freak out about but the devil you know just is that part of ourselves in our psyche that's like nefarious you know and i mentioned even that like with nixon will like lie but maybe even like the trickster energy so that can even be like a playful energy, like Pan in a different tradition, like is, you know, part man, part something else. And I think goat and um, plays little tricks on people. But the tricks kind of help wake them up to service. So it's just that energy of one is here to serve and one can use their work and mundane things to hoard and their wealth to not disseminate and support others, and that would be like the low road, obviously, of the devil, or one can rise up and serve humanity with their success. And the recognition that, you know, success can be of great value, and, like, to be successful, you can do so much good in this world. And Capricorn holds this idea and this ideal that Success isn't a bad thing necessarily. Ambition in alignment can do wonders for this world. Just what's the intention behind it to serve and to help others? This is the high road of Capricorn. Next, we have Aquarius energy. So Aquarius energy happens when you're born in your sun sign, January 20th through February 18th. And Aquarian energy is air. Now, a lot of people get confused by that. They think Aquarius is water, which makes sense. Even the glyph shows like two waves, so that can be confusing. But, right, sound travels on waves. Many things travel on waves. And air is the quickest energy of all. And thus, Aquarians are very facile and quick particularly with their minds. It's often called the sign of the genius, and it's a really interesting sign. And I'll tell you why, but first let me say that it's associated with the calf muscles in the legs, and it's a fixed sign. So there's a stability, and there's a stubbornness, both hand in hand to that mode. 
It's associated with Uranus, the sign of electricity, shock. And it has a lot to do with shaking things up, of beating to the sound of one's own drum, of being in the future, and you're so futuristic and genius and can imagine all sorts of things, and you have to work backwards and bring everyone else around you forward into the future with your innovative energy. Aquarians don't like to follow rules. They want to make up their own rules and then follow them. Aquarians can dress funky. They like to put like funky things together and they look great and they're really revolutionaries. They're also truth sayers and inventors and Part of the Aquarian mantra is, I know, like they know the future. The mind tool, like I know. I trust in the vision that lives deep within me that no one else can see. So there's an eccentricity to Aquarian energy, and they can often feel, rightfully, like they don't fit in, because often they don't. And so part of the Aquarian path is accepting that that they are visionaries, they are geniuses, and that their function and soul's journey is about really bringing all of us into the future and into a more evolved realm and a smarter realm and a new plane of reality and and really birthing a new world and that they might not feel like they ever fit in, but they'll find their people, and they do find their people, other people who feel like that too. Aquarians, because of their off the beaten path nature can be great humanitarians and they're freedom lovers because they're air they can be known to be detached and because they're this fixed air they can they can have a quality of detachment and the low road is being so detached from feeling like they fit in and from society that they just don't care and then they're recluses and and detached and don't really have access to their emotional bodies But the high road is to be great humanitarians and to have a lot of friends around them. Like friendship is associated with Aquarians, even if it's a motley crew of friends. Being nonconformist and really individualist, they really can birth things like technology and computers and like new apps because they aren't conformist and they can think outside the box and they can think for themselves and they're individuals so accepting one's eccentricities knowing like you're not normal but what's normal who cares who even cares about normal and just learning to be themselves as their ambassadors for collective humanity having emotional access for themselves, for the people in their lives, and serving the collective with that as they pioneer consciousness forward, as they pioneer humanity forward, is their great gift. It's associated with the tarot card, the star, right? Like that North Star that leads us in the darkness to the new lands. The last sign of the astrological Western zodiac is Pisces. Oh, I love Pisces so much. February 19th through March 20th. Pisces is associated with what you think, water. It's also associated with the feet. So we started with Aries, which is associated with the head, right? And the mind and the self. 
Then we go all the way to the feet. I think of the symbol for Christianity and Jesus, which is, you know, the fish. You'll see that on people's cars. And I think about, like, the Christ consciousness or the Buddha consciousness or the I consciousness, they say in the yoga tradition, where there's that sense of oneness and how, like, Christ washes other people's feet, you know, an act that most people don't want to do, right? Other people's dirty feet, because he had such a sense of God within every human heart, you know, the kingdom of God dwells, dwells within, and that understanding in so many different religions and spirituality and, and lineages around the world, that, like, divinity lives within each person, so that's why it's associated with the, with the feet, right? We all walk upon this earth. And what is it to be human upon this earth? And then remember our common denominational humanity and goodness and light and shared human experience and soul experience. It's immutable energy. That's the mode. So again, that ability to be fluid and be with lots of personalities and situations and very flexible, adaptable energy. And it's all about oneness. It's just that, again, that oneness energy, that remembrance that there's a part of us that is the same. And remembering and practicing that. The planet linked to Pisces is Neptune. Neptune is that dreamy planet, the planet that was actually discovered when... Um, Anesthesia was discovered, so there's a quality of like escapism and checking out, and that's the low road of Pisces, addiction, and uh, yeah, not wanting to be here. So the Pisces energy doesn't really, at times, want to withstand being in the human body because it can be so painful and it can be so hard. And boy, is the suffering real and the lack of sometimes being able to even differentiate your suffering from my suffering. The Pisces can feel the suffering of so many people of all of humanity, and sometimes that can be too intense. And so then there's the escapism and the checking out and the drugs and the alcoholism and the, you know, whatever, sex addiction and different things. However, the high road of Pisces is to establish boundaries, to acknowledge the deep wisdom that one has, and to really seek that oneness in healthy and aligned ways you know whether that's in practices often like meditation that connects you to your own divinity or if you go to you know temple church synagogue whatever a place that you would like to go to pray or an AA meeting Pisces can be very idealistic and very romantic like poets and and heavily associated with music. They can be great musicians, right? Because music is that universal language and Pisces is the sign of the universal, of the oneness, of the mystic, of the dreamer. It can also be associated with dance, that fluid energy, like the Pisces dreamy fluid dancing energy. And of course, because I said the feet, it's associated with, with the feet. So really seeing the oneness and really using one's intuition and tapping into the unseen waters of divinity 
of our inner GPS system that tells us what the next highest step is when we listen to it. Pisces, the energy of I have a dream, I believe. The energy of the glyph, the symbol of it, it's like hard to explain, but it's kind of like a C moving forward and a C moving backward, and then a line that connects them. It's the idea that like there's two beings and then there's the divinity that connects us all. Associated with the card in the tarot deck, the moon, due to the intuition. The intuition is associated with the moon, that lunar energy, and so is Pisces. Even for me, life had its gleams of sunshine. So thinking about the energies of the sign that your sun is associated with. If you want to get really technical, it's the constellation that pass over the sun at the moment of your birth that was illuminated. And astrology is an ancient system that is associated with Egyptian times, probably much earlier than that, but was written down first in Egyptian times. And it's this deep, deep architecture of the psyche, of the soul, and can act in service to knowing ourselves more fully. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I offer one-on-one astrology readings via Zoom. And yeah, I'm going to try to make more episodes. So that's what I'm doing is the sun waxes. Again, Wednesdays is the day they'll be released. First every other Wednesday. And my goal is to expand that like the sun for me right now and get that to every Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. But as always, thank you for being here with me. And let the sun shine on your face. And may you know that even when it's cloudy, the sun is still shining. There is deep wisdom to be gleaned and to receive its glistening. And I hope these words today helped with that. So much love to you. Namaste. Thank you for taking these words in. I hope they ground inform and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path if you like what you heard please be sure to rate review and follow the show on apple podcasts spotify or whichever podcast platform you use it is so appreciated also check out my website modernmystic.love where you can find information about my very exciting monthly mystic membership My members have unlimited access to a robust video library, which includes short videos that are easily digestible, sharing practical ways to integrate mystical living into your day-to-day life. These compelling videos cover topics such as how to ground, protect, and grow your energy, how to develop your psychic abilities, how to connect to your spirit team, shadow work, inner child work, tarot cards, lots of Western astrology, of course, in addition to syncing up with the rhythms of nature and so much more. I've gotten so much positive feedback that these videos are game changers for folks. 
Also included in the membership are over 100 alignment-based yoga classes of all different levels, meditation and breathwork classes, so you can work from the inside out or the outside in and up-level yourself as you become the next version of you. Not to mention, my Mystic members get all sorts of bonus content and discounts from my visionary podcast guests. So check out modernmystic.love and take a peek there as there's a free sampling of some videos waiting for you. Lastly, if you are looking for some conscious conversation and compelling community, check out also our private Modern Mystic podcast Facebook group. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste. Namaste.